is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Cedar Floor Podcast. You're here with your host, the brothers, K Malone. Ryan Wilson. Hey, we're here with another one. You ready, brother? Let's get it. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 5, Cedar Floor Podcast. The brothers, K Malone. Ryan Wilson. Man, I, I can't believe it, my guy. We are five episodes in. Let's keep the party going. Yeah, for sure. So, it's been great rocking with y'all. Appreciate everybody listening, everybody tuning in, everybody subscribing. You know, we're going to keep doing this just because we love it. You know, it ain't about ain't about the money. It's just about, it's just a platform for us, and we love to talk to y'all. Definitely, definitely. So, we're excited. Like, we ended off the last episode. Uh, we said the NBA is back. I mean, it's it's great to have basketball back because, like I said, we 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 don't need sports, but it's great to have. Yeah, we do. Don't lie, <laughs> we do. But that was a big thing when when you know when the NBA shut down. It was a big thing, and then when everybody followed suit, like how could we live life without sports? You know, and so it was definitely an adjustment. So now having to figure out how to have sports again but keep everybody safe is like a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a well-thought-out plan, but yeah. uh, I'm excited they came to something. Yeah, very, very detailed. I mean, we're going to try to give you guys as much of the details that we have and that's been put out there. So uh, for the return for the NBA is that they're going to bring in 22 teams. They're going to bring in eight teams out of the Eastern Conference, eight teams out of the West that are predicted if you were to end the season the way it was they'd be in. You have four additional teams from the Western Conference coming and you have one additional team from the Eastern Conference. And the way that they're going to do that is they're going to play, I believe, some preseason or exhibition type games and they're going to have um, a six-game push to be able to try to figure out how teams are going to get slotted for this playoffs. It's almost like a basketball camp. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, you know, you play your little games and then, you know, the, the best teams just, you know, get to play, you know, one last game or whatever. So, um, with that being said, the NBA has 30 teams, so there are some teams that are left out. Not that's invited to the party. That's tough. Those smaller market teams being left out, that's, that's real tough. Yeah, definitely. And uh, quoted uh, the Cavaliers coach, J.B. Bickerstaff, who he's was the interim coach now, the head coach, said, uh, you know, we wanted to play, but now we don't want to be invited to the party. So That's a, that's a tough blow. But, I mean, it's a, it's a business. So yeah. you got to think about the big market teams first. Or they get the bigger piece of the pie. Yeah, I'm trying to like, I don't. What big market team is like not in contention? Like just the Knicks. Yeah, that'd be it. They're, they're so bad right now. They're cursed. I mean, they got their Chicago Cubs cursed. They they might. I mean, if they if they get the number one pick this year, that that'll change their fortunes, won't it? I don't think so. That's another story for another day. Yeah. Regardless, though. Um, so, at this point, um, with it coming back, they decided on Orlando, uh, Disney Worldwide uh, Sports Complex. Obviously, huge campus. Uh, has multiple arenas. Uh, big enough to hold and, you know, get all the teams and their personnel there. Um, what's being decided is that it's only going to be personnel up to 33 people. And then I think – Disney or whoever the NBA will provide an additional five support staff. Uh, teams will fly into Orlando July 7th. They have to have a quarantine period. Games will start July 31st. 
I'm not sure if that is just the regular season games and not including exhibition games. I don't know how long they'll do a training camp, but that's what they're saying. And then the latest that they would have the NBA final game seven would be October 12th because the draft, I believe, is supposed to be on October 15th. Yeah. So they have to try to squeeze all of that in within 76 days, something like that. It's going to be a time crunch. Yeah, definitely. I mean, which it's good because it it puts pressure and it, 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 it does start to create that, that playoff feel and that playoff push, and that's why some of the guys like Dame are just like, well, I'm not going to go to play some meaningless games. Like, if you're going to say let's do this, give me a chance to make this push. Yeah. That's, that's facts. And I'm glad Dame came out and said something because, I mean, he is notorious for making that playoff push. I mean, it's just what he's had to do with Portland. I mean, you know, they – They've had some good teams. You know, he has some help, but, you know, he's in the Western Conference. They're loaded. So, um, but like I said, he's notorious for making that push and coming on strong in the end and then sending people home with big-time shots. I feel like you're referring to the Thunder, and I don't appreciate that. Hey, Dame time is Dame time. It, it doesn't matter. He he said James Harden home, so it don't it don't matter. You know, he, he waved waved the goodbye. It hit hit his wrist. Know what time it is. So you gotta respect Dame. Facts, facts. Big but time. you you gotta wonder, like, or you have to hope that these players have been doing their part individually during this off season. Yeah, I, I mean, I just saw the um, New York Times like was talking about Luka Doncic like looking out of shape. I mean, I'm sure there's guys that are gonna be out of shape, and conditioning is gonna be a huge thing. I mean, I know you have training camp, but I mean, I think all of us sports people all know like. We've probably gone into some workout or something thinking, oh, yeah, I'll be fine. And you get in there and you'd be like, I'm dying. Yeah. So. Once you get out there, you 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 quickly learn, oh, I'm not in basketball shape. No. And for the, for all those that know, being in basketball game shape is being different than saying, and then I'm in shape. Correct. So. And then also something that, you know, I was thinking about, and you let me know what you think, just how the mental health of players is going to be. I remember when we talked about this going forward just how guys are going to deal with wondering, okay, does this guy have it or not? Well, you know, they're doing testing, so you're not going to be allowed on the court if you are, you know, some kind of symptomatic. So, I mean, tell me what you think about the the mental side of that. I mean, you just have to hope that the staff and employees are doing their due due diligence and, you know, testing the players and, you know, taking their temperatures, et cetera. Uh, Yeah, you just have to free your mind of that, honestly. Whatever it takes, whether it be, you know, listening to your music or, you know, you just have to zone out and lock in. I mean, for you, like going into the situation, like where you're in the bubble, you know, we talked about like, how would you handle that? Not having, you know, friends and family around and being like just super locked into that. I mean, I'm going to be keeping to myself, honestly, because, mm. yeah, you have to free your mind of it, but you still have to be conscious of, you know, your sur- your, your surrounding area. So I'm gonna keep to myself. Yeah, you know, I mess with you six from six feet. I mean, what about your teammates? Like, would you like try to, you know, just because that's all you got is your teammates and your staff. Do you in, try to interact with them and y'all hang out of y'all's little bubble from a distance? <laughs> okay, so what about once you get on the court though? I mean, you, you, what is. you gonna do? Not not touch a guy? Like I not just, fight through a screen? I, not, just, I just have to put the uh, the game in the hands of, in the hands of uh, God, honestly. I mean, that's all you can do. But, I but outside of the game, no, nah, I'm by myself. Yeah. It, did you did you see the article for ESPN? They they said that uh, this is like the end of the high five. For sure. 
see, that's one of the things that I'm worried about is, you know, with this whole thing about the emotion of the game. I think, you know, all sports fans, whether it's basketball, football, anything, I think that raw emotion of when players and teams make great plays and just the celebration, the, the, the emotion that comes out, like how do you do that part? Like how do you restrain yourself from like it showing that true emotion? Yeah. I mean, you you'll have to contain yourself. I know there'll probably be certain situations where, you know, you can't control it and you got, you got to celebrate, you know, high five or <laughs> pound. Everybody's getting dapped up. We're, <laughs> chest bump dap up but i mean whatever whatever way possible but uh, a lot of the players obviously are taking their different stances guys that are hurt guys that just maybe don't want to play how you feel about kd saying his season's over i mean it, it's a smart business move i mean it's the it's do you faulting no because here's the thing. I mean, I think he signed with Brooklyn knowing that, okay, I have kind of the pieces that I want. You know, I, I went to the Warriors knowing that these pieces were there. Well, let me make the run when these pieces. One, Kyrie's season is going to be done. He had to have that, you know, shoulder season uh, surgery, ending surgery. So, I mean, at, at a seven at a seven spot, that's not what I think that he thought his team would be yet, and I think going into the year, he didn't see himself returning anyway, so why would that timetable change just because they're going into this bubble and have no idea how he's been able to work out and do some of these things. But if you're a teammate of him, how do you look at that? Because it's kind of like you have no faith in, in us going further. I don't think I would particularly be mad. I think from the standpoint of there's going to be guys who are just like, okay, Katie's not coming back. I mean, that's still my minutes and still my opportunity to prove. And I think more than anything, you kind of start to forget about that part because you start to take in the fact that I get to play again, you know, and Katie's a big time. Everybody's not Katie. So you're talking about generational talent and you're talking about, I think from a standpoint of, off the court, you want him to be healthy so that you can see him be as good as he wants to be because we all want to see the guys that are great be great because no matter whether you're playing against them or you're sitting on the bench, you're out on the floor, when a dude is great and you get to sit back and watch that ISO and you can sit back 10 years later and be like, man, I got to watch KD break dudes off. For sure. So that part of it, that's where I, that's where I kind of take my mind too. Another thing is like the contracts for these guys. Yeah, you're talking about you know KD being out and other guys – Taking advantage of the opportunity of these minutes. Yeah, I mean, they got they got points to prove. Yeah, and here's the thing: we all know that at that level, money talks. And the thing is, for professional sports, and it goes even goes for somebody like me, you get paid based off what your previous season is or what your previous track record shows. Right. So if you killed that previous season, your numbers were good, or they were steady, or they went up from the previous year. You're going to get paid accordingly because they're paying you on what they just saw and what potential you probably have. So, Do you think that we'll see a slight or major decrease in contracts, like the amount? I mean, one, there's going to have to be a decrease. I don't, I don't know in what way they're going to solve that because it's hard. How do you say, okay, you were playing great this year. You don't deserve this contract. Well, the NBA also is to say, okay, well, we took – 25% guys were only getting 75% of their checks because of the what's in the CBA that forced them or however you pronounce that. But going into the next year, starting everything late, I mean, 
can you still technically pay guys the same dollar amount in a second condensed season? Or, I mean, so I don't know how that works, but contract wise, I mean, I'd still go out and try to ball because regardless money is money. I want to, you know, prove, you know, what I'm worth. If I'm worth X amount of dollars and X amount of years on my contract, I want to maximize what my talent is worth. So you still got to go out and figure it out. Yeah. I think most players, you know, will max out on the court trying to prove, you know, their worth. Yeah. There will be some that, you know, it's like, well, y'all not going to pay me everything I'm worth anyway because of this. So they might take a back seat. Yeah. And that's something that um, Fred Van Vliet said when he was on the jump that, um, he was like, yeah, I mean, it, it's a scary that I have to go out and play, but he's like, I got to go do it. You know, this contract, you know, it it's not what drives me, but at the same time, you sit back and you think about it in your mind and you're like, okay, well, it's time to go strap it up. So, Yeah, I and got then, mama's house to pay for. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> look, hey, some of these guys out here are taking on a lot of responsibility. Some warranted, they should, and some of these guys just, whoa, money talks, money flies out the window. Yeah. <laughs> But speaking on money, the smaller market teams that's being left out, how you feel about that? Man, it's tough. I mean, and they talked about it. I mean, you, you want to bring it back, and you want to bring back basketball as safe as possible. I think I think everybody did deserve a shot to play, but at the same time, how can you justify saying, okay, bring the smaller market teams or the, the eight teams that aren't going to make the playoffs and say, okay, well – you guys need to play six games. You guys need to get in shape. You guys need to play six games. And you guys need to do it just so you guys can make money and all that. But at the same time, it's like, how do you do that so safely? I, I think I, I think personally you could have brought them back. But I just would have said that, you know, you have the teams that are not a contention, maybe play their games, whatever the schedule was. I, th- I think they could have staggered the schedule, honestly. I yeah. think the way – obviously, you have to adjust it because they're not going to play the whatever, whatever it was, like 15 or 14 remaining games teams had left, and they're condensing it to like eight or six or whatever. I was thinking you could have figured out a way to let – not necessarily have teams that are at the top of standings, like play bottom teams to like help them, but you could have found a way to stagger the games to give those teams a chance to play and then maybe let them remove themselves out of the picture – do the plan, let those teams play, and then the teams that are at the top, they come in and play some of their games, and then you start the playoffs. I don't see the issue, or I don't see what was wrong with the idea of having two separate locations. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, I feel like it could have worked, and that way all the teams could have played yeah. and had a fair chance. Yeah, and then I think that comes into, like, so now obviously the, schedules, the schedule isn't just set on the Eastern and Western Conference teams playing each other. But at the same time, like you said, you could have made something work. I I think maybe their thinking was they thought Orlando was the safest. I'm sure it has to do with, okay, Orlando was the safest bet, but there's only so much capacity just that could have and hold for the NBA saying, okay, we're essentially going to pay you guys this much, you know, like Worldwide Disney to have this facility and basically tell you guys, you guys can't bring anybody else in. So that's, that's tough. In my eyes, Vegas would be the safest bet. You know the devil lives in Vegas. COVID can't survive in that heat. I, I would have said the same thing, but, you know, for whatever reason, they, they thought it wasn't safe enough for the spike is too high. You know, yeah. maybe the, maybe it's, maybe the humidity of Florida, you know, was is better for it than just the dry heat of Vegas. I don't, we don't possibly, know. Possibly, possibly. So I'm sure they, the WNBA, the NBA, sorry, not WNBA, uh, communicating with the um, – CDC and the WHO, I'm 
I would trust that that was the best decision made. So, and if, you know, the players are going to sign off on it, you know, after the NBA PA has their meeting with the board and they all sign off, I mean, you just got to go with it and roll with the punches and see how it goes for sure. Yeah. I'm interested. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of information for us to give to you guys too. I mean, this was yeah. looking at notes. I'm just like, like, where, where, what do you leave off? What information do you give? Because obviously we want to give you guys the best information as possible. but Very detailed and accurate. Yeah. The same way that the NBA and all sports trying to come back have to really go over this with a fine comb. Yeah. So the other thing I saw is they're attempting to do, like, what football does in OTAs for the teams not playing, that at some point, whether it's in the summer or later in the year, that they have, like, a mini camp for them to – now, that's a question. Like, would you want to do that? Explain to the listeners what OTA is. So, OTA is organized team workout uh, activities. Sorry. So, for the NFL guys, you have time periods where you have rookie minicamp, and pretty much every major sport has this, where guys that are drafted or undrafted, team signed, come in to work out, get familiar with the team, get familiar with the process, whether they go into summer league or training camp or any of those type of things. And then you bring in the whole group to have just workouts football no pads just in terms of just drills you know uh film work skill work basketball same thing drills skill work scrimmages with the team you know baseball obviously spring training all those things whatever but I'm, my thinking is the NBA wanted a chance for those teams to all get together and bring their guys in all at one time but at the same time you're going to bring some guys in that aren't getting to play a game you just bring them in just to say okay here you go work out together yeah so I don't know how you would feel if you were a player and you wanted to do that. I mean, I guess it's an opportunity to, you know, gel with your your team. It, I mean, you're going to be sitting for a while. So is this supposed to go on after this – after the – It's supposed to be – it's supposed to be at some point in the summer or, oh. or within – So during, during the start startup. I guess. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. How how do you convince a guy to leave his home city where he's been, you know, kind of safe, confined, quarantined, whatever, to come to the market, you know, of the team that he was in and say do that? But I'm that, sure there'll be some that, you know, won't be for it. But at the end of the day, you ain't got a choice, really. Yeah. They're writing your check. That's another thing, though, is that the, the talks and um, looking at Adrian Warnowski, him report for ESPN about now the discussion for – the NBA PA, the Board of Governors, Adam Silver, is excusing players without penalty if they don't want to play. I I think they should be excused because it's a different situation. It is. I mean, you have to think about your well-being and your life at the end of the day. You got to think about your family. Yeah. So I'm interested when I read the part about these replacement players. I'm like, re- replacement players, like, where do you get – so you have – you have two-way players and you have G League players. So if you have six guys that want to play, do you just sign free agents and bring your two-way and bring up some of your G League guys? Like I, I'm, when they said replacement players, the heck, like you can just replace NBA players. Like if they do that, it's going to be a drastic change in the dynamic of the NBA. Yeah, definitely. I mean, replacement players. Like where do I sign up? Like is right. that <laughs> right? So. I'll I'll go in the bubble. To, I'm all for it. Yeah, I will sit on the bench and collect my check and pray. 
give me the bare minimum, I'm good. Yeah. So, and, and NBA, and, and for people that don't know, the NBA minimum contract and and veteran minimum, rookie minimum, minimum is it, it is not slouch money, anywhere upwards of eight hundred to nine hundred thousand. Yeah, I'll take that any day. So, for sure. But the biggest thing is that it's great that we're going to get a chance to see this product in terms of the games are still going to air on ESPN. Some of the games are still going to air on local channels because these teams, by having the eight to six regular season games and the playing games, it gives teams to tap back in and hit that 70 game threshold that their TV contracts. So, Obviously, it's a chance for teams and markets and, and TV and all those to, like, recoup some of that money. And that was one of the major deciding factors about having this and not just saying, okay, we're going straight playoff teams. So, so no TNT? I'm not. That's see, a tragedy. See, you're, see now, now you're, like, you're putting me out there about my research. Okay, I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't have the answer if TNT. I, look, Adam Silver was just on TNT, like, with the crew with EJ and Shaq and Kenny and them. So I would hope that TNT would still have games. I sure hope so. Yeah. Because I definitely want to hear Charles and Shaq talk about all this shenanigans. But, that's, okay. That's my preferred choice. Yeah, hey, TNT games. It's hilarious. Yeah, especially after. And even it's it's worth for all those that watch NBA games, staying up to 12 o'clock, seeing, you know, the post game with – you know, the crew and them doing their shenanigans. But it's not going to be the same if they're not all in the studio. Like Shaq and, and Charles Barkley, for anybody that's watching, y'all know, them two are hilarious together. Hilarious. I think it'll still be the same. Even if they're they're airing and not in a studio, you know, whether it be a video chat or whatever, I think it'll still be the same. Cause yeah, I'm with you because I'm going to still go see my Shaq in the pool and have a good time laughing at it. Hilarious. So... And then I know I know we talked about and we touched on like how you would do in the bubble. I mean, how would you do though, knowing like you won't have friends and family like through the first month because I believe they're not gonna allow anybody to necessarily come in until they start to remove people. So they're gonna bring in obviously the twenty two teams, the personnel and all that. But as they start to get to the playoffs and they get through that first round is when I believe they will allow like visitors. It'll be tough. Uh, you said it's a month, right? Yeah, because if it if you go through July fifteenth at the start and your playoffs don't start till August twelfth, fifteenth, something like that, it'll be a month. It'll definitely be tough because I mean, during this time, this COVID nineteen time, you're gonna be in this bubble, but you worry about your family. Mm-hmm. Like they're not in sight, they're not on on your watch anymore. They're on their own, and you know most. Most of these players, most these, most of these guys are, you know, the head of their family in there. That's just what I was thinking. Like, they're the, you know, for a lot of them that are married or girlfriend, whatever, like, they're the head of the household. So, you you do feel a sense of, like, I, I would want my family, you know, my kids, my wife, girlfriend, whatever, you know, moms, whoever, like, here, you know, just because it's males, you know, we feel like that's our, the natural protector. Yeah, agreed. So. You, like I said, you you run the risk of, like, is that safe? You know, do you bring, you know, your kids that are susceptible, you know, um, to to this virus? And, cause you, and you don't know, you know. So I definitely think it's the smartest thing not to have them at first to yeah. get a feel for, you know, how this is all going to go. Yeah, you definitely have to look at it from that aspect because, you know, you've, 
you've probably been locked away with your family, but now you're going to be with, you know, numerous people that you're not normally around. So you probably don't want your family around that. So you, you, you do have to look at it in that aspect. And that probably gives you a sense of relief for that month yeah. or so yeah, that you're sure. without your family. Yeah. And then the, the last thing that, you know, I'm excited to look at and is predict a winner. Like, cause that's, that's the whole thing is like, they're not bringing the game back just so, oh, just so, okay, we can make money and have fans. Like, at the end of the day, this is to determine who's the best team in the NBA because before this all happened, the season was rolling right along. Yeah. And who, who was who's the number one seed? In the Western Conference, it's the Lakers. In the East, it's Milwaukee. Yeah, that's what I thought. Who had the best record, though? Milwaukee, because remember, Milwaukee was on pace to kind of do what the Warriors are doing and, and kind of all-star break. Think that took a toll on Giannis and, and Middleton, so they start slow down a little bit. Yeah, I think they had to take a page and look at okay, we can go seventy and ten and seventy and twelve or seven or whatever, but is that going to win us a championship? Before the break, I had the Clippers. Okay, so I think I'm gonna stick with the Clippers because I think they're gonna figure it out offensively, defensively. I I think. Yeah, they're, they're super locked in. Yeah, locked in. Offensively, I think they still got a little bit more to figure out. They've been kind of on the teeter totter back and forth, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a ride with them. Yeah, like not to get too much into basketball talk, but you know, because this is see the floor podcast, like we see the floor. Like, what do you, what do you really like about the Clippers though? One, I like that they're def- a defensive team. Mm. Two, I like how they're all unselfish individuals and it, it works well yeah like sure. you got these dynamic scores that aren't afraid to give the ball up and i Definitely. i love that aspect of their team no i love it too i mean they got a lot of different pieces you know they got a lot of different you know lineups they can go with and different things to to kind of combat any team you know shout out to my guy that's on the clippers landry shamit you know wichita state that's my guy went to school together big time shooter you know obviously last year he got to prove that he's a integral piece of that team you know versus that that warrior versus the warriors so shout out to him hoping he has a great rest of this year but in the West for me, it's the Lakers, and I, oh my, it's it's so weird to say, like to just say, oh yeah, LeBron is coming out of the West, but I just think that, like I said, they're kind of set in stone with their team. You know, they didn't add Reggie Jackson. They they technically still didn't fill that roster spot, but I just think if LeBron is doing his thing, it's 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 hard to it's hard to beat a LeBron led team. We've we've seen it time in and time out. He's been on some bad Cleveland teams, and if he's getting his numbers, he just finds a way to win. You're right. You're right. I guess I'm just having a hard time believing that he's going to beat Father Time. Like, I get – That yeah, Wash he, King he, thing is real. He's, it's real. He's playing at the at the top of his game right now, but through the playoffs, Man, I, just, I just don't see it continuing. Here's the thing, though, and this is the thing. I'm, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but I almost have to stop – not not hating on him, but being like, oh, he ain't going to do it because he proves me wrong every time. Yeah, he going to prove me wrong again. I feel it. I, I'm pretty much with you. That that playoff run two years ago when he like really tapped into the LeBron we all thought he was and was like, okay, well, I'm going to just sweep these teams. If that same LeBron comes out, like it's going to be a wrap. AD also plays a huge part Oh yeah, because he takes a lot of pressure off because you can go Definitely. get an inside bucket, he can get an outside bucket. 
you know, and I like everybody. First of all, everybody gets on Contavious Caldwell Pope. First of all, the man can shoot the ball. You definitely can. So I don't care. And the man was playing on house arrest last year. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't do it like that. But then out of the East, I mean, what do you think about you got Milwaukee, you got Toronto, you got the Heat, you got Philly, if they figure it out? No. I, I got Milwaukee. I just don't see the Greek freak. I, f- I feel like he's going to feed off of what happened last year. Okay. He, not not twice. Not twice. I want to say it, but I can't. I just don't think that he's still figured out. Like, I still think when teams go to foul him late in these series, I don't think he's going to hit enough free throws because he's not going to get enough shot attempts in these playoffs games because the pace is going to be slower and he's going to get fouled more and he doesn't shoot a high percentage from the free throw line. Yeah, you're right, but I think we're going to see a new – New and improved. And was and that's fine. And what's crazy is I still think Toronto can get out of the East even without Kawhi Leonard. That's tough. I said it to you earlier off air. Pascal Siakam literally gives you I'm not gonna say it gives you what Giannis gives you, but he's a top fifteen player in the league. He's gonna give you twenty plus. He's gonna give you eight to nine rebounds. He's gonna give you three or four assists and a couple steals. Van Fleet and Lowry together, another double shoe guy. That boy Fred is a dog. But them two together, them two little stocky pit bulls get it done. Yeah. But I feel like they're capable of being stopped, though. I don't think you they, can stop. They, they are, but another team that's good defensively, great coaching and Nick Nurse. Great coaching. Right. You know, first year, take a team and win the finals against the Warriors. Yeah. That's great coaching. So, And that's what I'm saying. These these The, the parity, the storylines that we had to start the year, they're still there. You still have all the shift of all the players – and you still want to see what happens, like where where it goes, you know, because that was the great thing about this offseason, about all these moves that were made. Westbrook going to Houston. Paul George going to the Clippers. KD and Kyrie going to Brooklyn. You know, Ka- Kawhi going to LA. I mean, LeBron, you know, AD, all those different things. We still have all that, you know, to, to try to digest and see what happens. So I really hope that, you know, people tune in, and I really hope everything goes smoothly, you know, because I just think, even if you put an asterisk next to the season, I still think it'll be one to remember. Yeah, for sure. There were definitely some chess moves being made, and we're about to see yeah, how it sure. plays out. The one biggest thing is, and I, I put that over the players, is that as many guys stay healthy as possible too, you know, that um, mentally, you know, they stay healthy and locked in, you know, to being in the bubble, you know, hopefully physically injured, you know, that guys take training camp serious. And, you know, now, now that they know what's coming back, really start to lock in to get in their body. Cause that's a – it's a big thing if you come into it. Well, hopefully they didn't uh, lose focus during this time because this ain't really a lot of time to bounce back. So. No, I know. And so I hope guys ain't been eating cheeseburgers and hot dogs and, you know, Cheetos and Fritos. But, yeah. you know, you're taking 20, some of these 22-year-old kids. I, I already know. like that Low metabolism. Man, so for sure. But we're glad it's back. Glad we could talk about it. Also, TBT back. You know, for those who don't know, the basketball tournament happens during the summer. Take pretty much any guy that player that doesn't play in the NBA, you could submit a team as long as you got the fan votes and the money to put up. But obviously, TBT picks teams to play and compete compete for a two million dollar winner take all. Um, so that's that's going to get back, and we're going to get that before the NBA season starts, July fourth through the fifteenth. Starts on my birthday on the fourth. So excited that's back! It just gives us a chance to kind of a a prequel to NBA basketball. So it'll be good to see. Definitely. So 
in for a treat. Yeah. I'm excited to see how it plays out. For sure. And we'll we'll probably be back at some point with an update, you know, just to kind of go over how this is all going, give a recap, you know, talk about the storylines that have happened so far and kind of how it's going and, you know, just talk about what we can look forward to with the rest of the NBA season and what it's going to look like maybe after it's finished and, you know, maybe hopefully by August, September, October, you know, our world looks a little different. Hopefully. We can only pray. For sure. Man, love talking to y'all. Episode five, like we said, it's been great. In the bag. For sure. Man, follow me on Instagram. Be great underscore K-A-E. Witness your moment. You're you are. Yes, sir. Make sure you follow us on that Twitter. See the floor underscore. Yes, sir. We're on all platforms. Podcast, Spotify, Anchor. It's been a pleasure, y'all. Until next time. Yes, sir. We out. See life like you see the floor.